everyone, and welcome to episode two of Completely Unqualified and Yet Incredibly Opinionated. I am Victoria Asher, and as always, my co-host, Carrie Urban. Hello, welcome back to the second episode. We're so excited to have done not only one, but now two episodes. Woo! We get a big <laughs> pat on the back. Yeah. Very exciting. We did a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we did something. Yeah. Yay. Like everyone else, we're podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I thought this was original. This is not an original thing to do. We Shit. are totally unoriginal. Damn. I'm just kidding. <gasps> hey, uh, but we got an original concept. I feel like not everyone is, uh, you know, hearing out complete strangers. A lot of people are just doing regular interviews. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing a little <laughs> hybrid of it. It's exactly. a little talking, a little advice giving, a little, you know, a little of everything, a little entertainment. It's our way to schmooze without being able to go out. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> kind I don't of. know. <laughs> Made it's sense way, in my head. Yeah, it's a way to feel somewhat connected and, uh, I don't social. know. Social in some sort of way. Yeah. What do, what do you do to try and stay sane during these crazy times? Uh, I try to just check in with friends and stay in touch with people. And yeah, I don't know that. And then Zooms and uh, playing games online. Like I'm obsessed with playing chess with my friend Ivana on uh, on an app. And so wait, did you get into chess because of Queen's Gambit? No. And that's what's that's the only annoying part is that every time I ask him, I'm like, hey, do you play chess? They're like, ah, you saw Queen's Gambit. I'm like, no, actually, it doesn't have to do with that. It has to do with that I was snowed in in Michigan, my one travel since COVID was to go hang out with my boyfriend's family. And he used to play chess all the time when he was a kid. I tried briefly to play chess as a kid and never really got it. But then I suddenly was like, yeah, I'll learn it as an adult. I'll try it out. And then I loved it. Even Are you though it still playing? Crazy. Yeah, but I'm not that, I'm not even that good, but I still love it. And I also get really mad that I don't get Like I literally yeah. cried several chess games no I don't know why it made me so emotional but there was something about it that was like because I was especially when I like really learned the moves and stuff and I was like really trying hard to just get the strategy down and I thought I was doing so good and then I just kept getting destroyed by Trent my boyfriend and uh and I I literally started crying and I was like I'm sorry Trent ignore me crying but there's something very emotional about this game i just i really feel like i'm trying so hard and then i just feel like i'm stupid maybe so. the game is a metaphor for something else I don't exactly know. like it's i don't know what up it is some shit totally there's something about like i don't know trying to like master this like you know perfection or i don't know there's something to it for sure well chess is is like the art of war essentially yeah. right i mean yeah. i don't i know how to play i used to play when i was younger but I don't play, but my husband is obsessed. It's yeah. like actually a real problem and like an issue that we have that he's always playing chess with friends. There's He has this like app that he can play with friends and like his best friend lives in Texas and they're playing constantly and his other best friend lives in like Chicago and they're always playing games and they're like timed games. Mm -hmm. And when he's in the zone, I can be talking to him and he'll be like batting me away. Yeah. That's like, how I can't. No, uh-uh. Yep, that that happens with my my mom will try to talk to me and I'm like, No, come on, just I have fifteen minutes to play this game. So just yeah. after fifteen minutes, then we can talk, you know? Right. Um But that that pisses serious. me off even more because I'm just like, pay attention to me now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I let him have his time, but it is yeah. very annoying. It's like a modern day video game that he's playing like online chess and I'm like, Okay, dude. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, and I heard that he's so good that it's like not even fun to play with him because it's just kind of like he has all these tricks. And did you hear that yeah. from Trent? Because Trent, because Gray told me he played Trent. Yeah, and Trent yeah. was like mad. I <laughs> he know. was like not mad, but mad. You know, like where it was like. <laughs> F you, man. <laughs> like, God damn it. Yeah, um, Gray was like, Gray was like, yeah, he's pretty good, but I'm better. I was like, yeah. oh, you asshole. He's just so cocky about it because he actually is really good at it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not really something to be like proud of. Well, the thing the thing that's interesting with chess is that the the thing that I'm finding is that I actually get really annoyed when I'm because I'm I'm playing with random people online. Like occasionally I play with Ivana, my my dear friend. But um uh, the thing that I find really annoying is that there are, of course, like tricks that you learn for the game, like, you know, like oh, these little moves, you know, can complete the game really quickly. And I get so annoyed when I get a player like that that just has these like tricks memorized and, cause right. instead of just kind of like feeling the game naturally. And, you know, I don't know, there's something to what like certain players that you play when they're just doing this like by the book thing. It's just not an interesting game. I like when you're like, I, I know. know a different kind of mentality. I can't yeah. explain it. No, for but sure. Anyway. No, he is very serious about his chess playing. He watches YouTube videos about chess. He like listens to podcasts about chess playing. Like he's obsessed with it. Yeah. And he is really good. He's always like, I want to play you. And I'm like, no. He's teaching our four year old to play chess. I and love she's that. She's actually That's great. pretty good at it. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember my dad got me a kit that was for kids. To yeah. learn chess, but I just I didn't it didn't really click for me when I was younger. I no, Violet interested. loves it. She loves setting up all the um, the pieces, and yeah. she was telling me like their names and everything. I was like, oh, this is pretty cute. I can get yeah. on board with this. Yeah, I kind of picked the wrong time to be into chess though, because everyone just assumes it's because of the show. <laughs> I know. Did you watch Queen's Gambit though? Uh, I have seen a few episodes. I haven't watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I need to finish it. But I, I thought it was great. It's but, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's really the. Uh, Main actress, Anya, is amazing. Yeah, she's brilliant. I yeah. wonder, actually, if I'll enjoy watching it even more now that I actually understand the board better. But Possibly. Um, I just liked the show because I was like, oh, this is a cool show. But it, it, no, at, at no point was I like, oh, I want to learn chess now for some reason. Because as it, I, whatever, my, my memories of chess as a kid were not particularly fond. I just found it to be a boring game when I was a kid. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I don't really want to play it but anyway yeah well one thing that we hope is not going to be boring is our podcast so <laughs> um you guys today we have a really great guest she's hilarious she's super sweet and her name is grace helbig you might know her from such things as youtube she was a famous youtuber she had her own show on e for a while she's been in a few movies she's done quite a few things and she's going to school for psychology so there you go. So I know Grace through my friend Hannah Hart, who is also a YouTuber, and I've been working with her for years and years doing her hair and makeup. I've cut her hair. I've known Hannah forever. And she and Grace are part of like a comedy trio, uh, Grace, Hannah, and Mamrie. And um, yeah, so then Grace started coming to me recently for me to do her hair during the pandemic. We, I was actually supposed to do her hair right before the shutdown happened. And she texted me like the day of and was like, so I guess we're shut down and <laughs> we can't yeah. do anything. So, uh, but yeah, so she's awesome. And she agreed to be on our, our podcast that, that didn't exist yet. But And here we are. The podcast does exist and she exists and she is on our podcast. We're all real. <laughs> not just a fantasy. <laughs> Uh, so unfortunately for this next episode, I am unable to stick around for our conversation with Grace, but I know you'll kill it and I'm sorry not to be here, but I will be around for the next episode. 
Yeah, no worries. Grace is awesome. I'm sad you won't get to meet her, but I'm sure you will another time. Awesome. Well, let's get to it. Please welcome Grace Helbig. Hello. Hi. Look at your glamorous location. <laughs> you mean my closet? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> it truly is the best place to record. I've had to do these like um, uh, this animated series over the summer. And I was same thing, just tucked in the corner of my closet, just like recording into a sweatshirt pretty much. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, I my dogs don't like it though. Cause they're like, what the hell are you doing? What? Like I'm a shy door. I know that's my dog is literally outside of my door, just yeah. sitting and waiting for when I'm done. They're like, What's, what are you doing in there? Like, so, I mean, who else hangs out in their closet any other time? I know. Right? Like, why I'm, can't we go? Yeah. Why can't I come in with you? But then you'd hear their little feet like. Oh, that's all. Goose is just tap shoes, tap shoes, tap shoes. I know. I, you know, that it's some people are just really on top of it and I'm in my closet. Okay, so just to give you a little rundown, the idea of this podcast is that you and I listen to a dilemma that one of our uh, listeners have sent in, and then we give our completely unqualified advice. However, your advice is a little bit more qualified than mine. So tell me a little bit about your background. Well, I'm in my uh, master's program now, and it's not fully focused on psychology. It's an engaged humanities program, but the foundation of it is depth psychology, which is this whole like C.G. Jung, like Freud and Jung, uh, big main godfathers of psychology. And so that when they broke off, C.G. Jung started his whole path of individuation and depth psychology. And so the school that I'm in studies that, but it's also engaged humanity. So it studies a lot about art and creativity and a little grab bag of everything. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. So how did you get in, interested in that? Like, where has that something you've always been interested in and you just thought now is the time? A little bit, yeah. I've always been interested in psychology, hugely, hugely. I think when you do comedy, obviously, it's like a very amateur study of human beings and how they exist in the world so that you can kind of like create characters, you can create stories and tell stories. And uh, this year, you know, put all of us in a weird... <laughs> Funk, a weird kind of a pivot, a slowdown. And so I really... I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's great. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Everything's normal. I don't know. No. Maybe it was just me. Yeah. But then I started looking at different schools and uh, thinking that like now is a good time to start reworking my brain again. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. I know that I know you're super busy with school and your own podcasting and other other things. You said that you're doing voiceover work too, which is amazing. That actually is my secret so dream job is to do voiceover. Uh, do you love I'm it? Obsessed with it now. Yeah. And I I love it, but I I I don't have like I'm not good. I'm not a singer or I'm not anyone that is like I have no experience with like keeping my voice. I'm notorious for losing my voice all the time. So now it just forced me to be much more conservative and much more like tea is something. And maybe we don't have as much dairy the day before we record because that fries your vocal cords. It does. Yeah. yeah dairy is very inflammatory, which is not good for mm -hmm. for most things, but definitely not vocal cords. I just think it would be really fun to be a cartoon character. But other oh, than that, it's so fun. <laughs> I know. I know. I want to do it. It's like the greatest job in the world. Yeah. Like you literally just get to record at home and ha and just be a goof. It's so wonderful. Yeah. That's so cool. Who is the character that you have been recording? 
I've been recording. Um, it's come. I, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but they're doing a cartoon called Jellystone, which is a remake of the Yogi Bear series. And uh, I get to play Cindy Bear, who is like this uh, very high energy scientist in the town. And it's so, 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 so fun. Oh, so, so do you use your own voice or did you create a voice for her? It's basically my own voice, just a little bit more excited, a little bit more like probably three more cups of coffee into her day kind of uh, scenario. (laughs) Yeah, but it's really fun because I got to like two years ago, I recorded Cindy Bear for the pilot episode of it, not knowing what was going to happen with it. And I recorded with the guy that is Yogi that has been Yogi Bear for like the the most recent iterations of it. Aww. And I guess record in the studio with him and just hearing him do the voice was just like, huh, so nostalgic and so like, so fun. Yeah, seriously, that'd be really cool. Okay, so let's get to it. Let's listen to our first voice memo we have from Sharon and then we can give our advice. Here we go. Oh, hey. My name is Sharon and I was wondering if you've ever had some anxiety regarding your relationship. I've been with my amazing boyfriend for three years and it's perfect. However, I still get awful anxiety sometimes regarding cheating or him breaking up with me. I can go months without feeling this at all and then suddenly it all piles on and can cause panic attacks. I have communicated with him a lot about it and he does reassure me every time. However, the anxiety is still there. Also, I feel like I should mention this anxiety is only relevant to my relationships, none of my friendships. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to hear if you have any advice or thoughts about this. Thank you so much. First of all, I love her (laughs) accent. She sounds so adorable. I know. What a polite and sweet woman. How, How quaint. I feel like Americans are so harsh. Oh, we're so blunt and our accents are I so know. gross and yeah. aggressive. And that sounds so like posh and lovely. Sing-songy and just like beautiful. Yeah, totally. And ex- expensive sounding. I know. Um, so what do, you th- what do you think? What are your initial first thoughts? My initial thoughts is that I, I have been there. I have been in relationships that are great on paper that are crossing every box checking Mm -hmm. every uh thing that is something that i i think i need but still having those lingering anxieties um and not knowing where they're coming from and then also knowing that it's a recurring thing just about anxiety in general like i'm prone to panic attacks like before i sure like 10 years ago before i left new york city and moved out to los angeles I was starting to get these insane panic attacks on the subway that had never happened to me before in the five years that I lived there. And I couldn't figure out where they were coming from. And just the the potential of knowing that they could happen usually prompted them to happen in the future. And so I feel like that's kind of similar in this situation when you know that you go a few months and then at some point it's going to show back up. I think... I think one, it's great that they're communicating with their partner about it because the worst thing you can do is try and fix it for yourself because you assume that it has nothing to do with your partner. Um, so it's great to just let them in, even if it if you can't pinpoint what they can do to help, just indicating that you're in a panic moment right. and that you're having certain thoughts. My best guess on all of this is that there's something in the past, something lingering from previous relationships, from something that's been carried over that hasn't been dealt with. Um, 
like my first college boyfriend cheated on me and then I can't I like you know got out of that relationship very hurt and very frustrated thinking I was fine moving into another relationship and then constantly had the same insecurities about this new partner that was nothing like a previous partner but I couldn't help thinking it's gonna happen again um and so I I think what I would do is just really investigate your past whether that is like talking with an actual therapist or if you don't want to go that far talking with friends or family someone that you feel safe and just really investigating like uh anxiety and panic to me are sometimes like a murder mystery that you're like i don't know who's causing this or where (laughs) Where is this coming coming from from? but i have to put the clues together it's true yeah yeah. uh was it in the library with the candlestick okay (laughs) Yeah. yeah what are your thoughts solved it I thought the same thing. I thought that maybe a past relationship. Well, first, what I thought was a lot of times I think that people who have um, a lot of trust around cheating either were cheated on or saw a relationship where someone was cheated on, like, you know, a parent, uh, yeah. that, you know, maybe their her parents are divorced and dad cheated on mom, something like that. Or, um, yeah, her first boyfriend, first love, first girlfriend, whichever Um maybe cheated on her as well and she didn't deal with that and maybe like you said just kind of brought that baggage into the next relationship like that was my initial thought too is I was like who hurt you honey you know like what happened where is this coming from especially if it's especially if like she says it's only related to a significant other it has nothing to do with friends or family then at least okay that narrows it down to there's clearly like you said some instance that has been like stained on your brain history yeah, and that you've been kind of ignoring. You've put like some stain stick on it, but it hasn't really gotten the full stain out for yourself. It's still and, there. Yeah, it's still there. And I, I think a lot of times when I, cause I try to handle uh, or have in the past tried to handle a lot of my negative emotions, a lot of my anxiety by myself, which mm-hmm. is an impossible task yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, and it'll really break you in other ways that, in going to therapy, I've learned really to not ignore those panic feelings right. or like suppress them or bury them under a rug, but to really to get through it. The only way out is through like you can't keep going around it is to really kind of like sit in it as uncomfortable as it is and really investigate where is this coming from? A lot of stuff for me like came up from childhood too that I have to tell myself in moments of panic that like is my child self driving my car right now like has this little girl oh I like that yeah it's a it's a real nice for visual learners for people that need to like visualize something that a lot of times when I feel myself acting out or like doing and reacting to people in my life kind of inappropriately to how they're treating me right I realize that oh something from my little girl self is asking for attention right now and it's not wrong because when you ignore the little girl she'll just come back and throw a bigger (laughs) temper tantrum in other ways and so you kind of have to have like a dialogue with that part of you and Mm -hmm. really sort of like ask it what it wants ask it what it's looking for and kind of like talk it out of the temper tantrum that it's throwing without you realizing it And it's way easier said than done. It's a very difficult task to do. But when you start to condition yourself, and especially if she's someone that kind of already knows that this comes up every few months and can kind of feel it coming on, you can then preemptively investigate a little deeper 
for your soul. Yeah, I think talk to him too and just tell him, him or her. I think she said it was a guy. I think she said boyfriend. Hey guys, Carrie here. Just wanted to interrupt to let you know about a product that I personally love and use all the time on myself and on my clients. It's called The Good and it's by Caldera Lab and it was recently named by GQ as Best Face Serum and it is hands down the best face oil I've ever used. Whether you are tackling dry skin, acne scars, wrinkles, or you just want to invest in healthier skin, this is the one product I would use. It does not go on greasy and does not cause breakouts. It's literally everything in one bottle. That's why it's called The Good. The best part is they are offering an exclusive 20% off for all of our podcast listeners. Head to Caldera Lab, that's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com and use the code KU20 for 20% off. If you have further questions and maybe you want to see the product being demoed, go to our Instagram, which is completely underscore unqualified underscore podcast, and I will have a video demoing the product and telling you a little bit more in depth of why I love it. Also, as a side note, the good is made technically for men, but I use it and I love it. Best of all, you can try it 100% risk-free. If you don't love it after 60 days, they will refund you in full. Again, that code is KU20. Okay, back to the show. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, it could just be one of those things that, you know, you have to go back and ask yourself, where is this coming from? When did I feel this way before? Mm-hmm. And what can I do? Because don't ignore your intuition for sure. Right. I think if she's having an in- intuitive kind of thing of like, something's up. I don't feel like he's being honest with me, something like that. then that's one thing. But if you're just feeling general anxiety about the same thing over and over and over. Like, where is that coming from? You know? Totally. Yeah, it should be traceable in some way. And a lot of times I think because it's really difficult to go in your past and like confront things that have caused you trauma or pain, we avoid that at all costs. So it continues the cycle. And like you said, it's just conditioned. Like you, there's a point in your life where you didn't have this trigger So there can be a point in your life where you won't have this trigger if you start like deprogramming, deconditioning yourself from that. I think also one of the big things that I've learned too is that it's okay to ask your partner to change sort of triggering behaviors or to modify certain things um, to help support you figure out where this is coming from. Because I've always felt like, oh, you know, this is my problem, my issue. I shouldn't, there's nothing I can do to ask someone else to like help me with it. Right. Um, And they're not doing anything. So why should they have to change anything? But little things like, can you text me when you're out? Just so I know, just like a hi or something. Or, um, yeah, like I've talked about this with my friend Mamrie about in relationships, like her and her boyfriend are on uh, uh, terms where they don't have to say goodnight to each other if they're, you know, away from each other. But before in relationships, that was a big struggle because it wasn't clear that that was okay to do. And so then all these like questions come out when you- What does this mean? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Or that you have expectations that you haven't communicated for your partner. And so how could they possibly meet those expectations? So it's just setting yourself up. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Totally, totally, totally. So if if you do find something, if it is like, hey, I wish you 
Tyler texted me this or I wish you would come home and like say hello to me and greet me and like ask me about my day or something. Just real minor things and see what uh, see if they change the way that your brain reacts to the situation. It's like a little experiment. Have you read the book about love languages? Or do you know about I them read at all? The book, but I do okay. know about love languages. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's a huge, huge thing once you realize like yeah. about them and that they are incredibly important for yourself and your partner. It changes a lot. Yeah. How you show love, how you how you accept love and what's mm-hmm. important to you. Cause you know, I mean, do you know what yours is? I know mine is uh what is it? The the acts of service. When someone does yes. something for me, that shows. Same. Really? Yeah. Minus acts of service. When my boyfriend takes out the garbage, I'm like, this is the hottest thing you've ever done. I know. I love this if I come so much. If I come home and the dinner's made and the house is clean, I'm like, uh-huh. oh my God, this is the best. Yes. A hundred percent. Like, I know you care about me. I don't, if he buys me a present, I'm like, okay. Right, 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 right. He like hugs me and I'm like, sure. Okay. I found too, when I first learned about love languages, I, I, thought like, oh, I know what mine is. And then when I found out like my partner's love language, I was kind of shocked because I was giving them the love language that I actually wanted, not realizing that theirs was different. And that made a huge difference because, you know, treat others how you want to be treated, but that doesn't always work. Uh, explicitly and so it was a huge wonderful eye-opening thing to be like oh okay when I don't spend quality time with you that affects you more than if I like make the bed for you in the morning got it okay right yeah because I was I was the same way because with Gray his love language is uh, physical touch he likes to snuggle Mm. he likes to be hugged he likes that kind of thing and for me I don't care (laughs) not that I don't care but it's just not as essential to me and um so when I would show him love I would you know clean the house I would prepare something for him or help him out Mm -hmm. with something that was my way and he was just kind of like okay cool but then if he wanted to snuggle at night and I was like oh I just please I need personal space he took that as like I'm not getting love from you and I'm like oh I'm giving you the love I want but you're not getting the love you want Exactly, exactly. And it seems so simple, but it does make a huge difference if you do have different love languages. Oh, yeah. I think that's huge. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe I guess our our ultimate advice is that you should talk to your partner <laughs> yeah. and see if this if this is being triggered by past experiences. Maybe, you know, as hard as it is, deep, digging a little bit deeper into that, because what you know, anything else you do is kind of just putting a Band-Aid on it ultimately. And you really have to get down to the root of the problem and to, you know, change things for the future ultimately. Or maybe doing that by, you know, like Grace said, talking to a therapist or talking to your friends or um, family, Mm -hmm. you know, anyone that you feel comfortable just kind of trying to, you know, get to the root, find out where this all comes from. Totally. And there is also that thing, too, that like if things are going really, really well, like we are our greatest saboteurs, that sometimes you will try to make a problem happen just because things are pretty okay. And I don't know the psychology behind that exactly, but I know that that is. Yeah, it's a a bit of self-sabotage can maybe be a, a bit of a solution here, too. Yeah. I don't know why we do that to ourselves as humans, but we're wild. We're yeah. we're great when we're great. We're terrible when we're terrible. <laughs> it's so funny because I don't know if we're born that way or if it's like society that puts it into us, you know, nature yeah. versus nurture kind of thing. 
Yeah, I have no idea. The brain works in mysterious ways. It does. Um, well, hopefully that was helpful, Sharon. Hopefully. And our, okay, so let's move on to our next one. Um, our next guy is Jack, and here is his dilemma. Hello, my name is Jack Hannibal. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, the topic at hand is for building my self-esteem, and if you have any tips for that. But the current situation is, since I have a crush on somebody in my class, I don't really know how to approach them. Since the class is a virtual class over Zoom, how would you best go about trying to find a way to interact with that one person since over a Zoom call it's kind of tough to try and reach out to them? Thank you for having me on this episode. Okay. So, I mean, obviously what um, Jack is going through is like modern day romance issues Mm -hmm. of love in the time of Corona. I don't know. Yeah, I can give you thoughts on this, but I will with a grain of salt because I've been in a relationship, so I truly don't know the nitty gritty on just how difficult. And I assume it's very difficult to try and go after anyone in this situation. Um, The very naive part of me goes, you know, these are wild times, so just shoot your shot if yeah. you can, uh, because the way that we're communicating and interacting is so digital, so virtual, it leaves so much room for miscommunication, oh, yeah. even though it can be very direct. So I imagine that there's a lot of um, subtlety that gets lost in our ability to only be able to communicate virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that on Zoom classes, I just learned this in, in my school, is that you can message a direct person like in the chat on zoom so you can type a message that goes specifically to one person rather than to like the group as a whole Mm. if you get the courage to that do that i would say be very careful make sure it doesn't (laughs) go to the group as a whole and what does the teacher see it though is it private or i think it's totally private i think it's um yeah it's I think you can click a little button that says uh, either a public uh, message or you can do a private to one specific person. Yeah, I just learned this the other day. Someone messaged me and I was like, is this just to me? Whoa, okay. Uh, how do I do this? Does it say <laughs> it private on like it? A, like what if all of a sudden, you does. know, okay. It does It does say, so my assumption is that it goes only to you uh, in between you and the person that you're talking to. So that's an option. Okay, but what um, do you think he should say? Like, what's a good opener? Because, I mean, I haven't dated him forever. I don't know. I know. Those things are uh, hard, right? What would you want a guy to say to you? I think it's, there's a, two ways to go about it. The either, like, direct course of, like, hey, I'd love to, this is such a dorky thing, and this shows that I don't know how to date either, but, like, something where it's, like, hey, what's your email? Or, hey, what's your, just so you can talk like on a move it to a different platform yeah in some capacity uh or if you know their instagram or if you know their facebook and you can follow them there and maybe send a a for sure private message on one of those platforms um i i always offer something funny keep it lighthearted and sort of you know goofy because then you can also shrug it off as if it wasn't that big of a deal if they mix the message up. Uh, maybe something relevant to the class too, whatever the class is that you're studying, if you can make a joke out of something that you're you're looking at, or if you know, if you're able to follow them and look at them on social media, which is wild that we can get so much information about people. I know. That 
if you find out something that they're interested in, maybe there's a shared interest or hobby or something that you can use as an in to talk about something. If they have pets, talking about pets is always a great and safe option uh, to like comment on and use that as an in. Um, and I would say, I would say just go for it. I mean, because it seems like you'll regret it if you don't. And then also just consider the worst case scenario. If the worst case scenario is that they say no, that is a possibility. If the worst case scenario is that they ignore it completely, that is a possibility. But is the really worst case scenario that you never went for it at all? Right. That you didn't try. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think that I, I agree. But I think that what he was saying in the beginning about not having a lot of self-confidence right now is really mm-hmm. the biggest issue with this. Because someone yeah. who is confident in themselves would just be like, hey, you know, yeah. I, not like, hey, I like you, but like just right. would start chatting or but I was thinking the same thing. If you wanted to be subtle about it, you could start following on Instagram, maybe send a message, maybe pertaining to the class or even just something funny like, hey, are you following this? Or like, do you get this? What's going on? Or, or you know, anything to kind of like open the door to a conversation yeah. and girls love guys who are funny. So yes, very true. <laughs> never hurts. I, yeah, I, I think that it's a self-confidence thing, but really what's the worst that's going to happen? She's going to ignore it or be right. like, uh, you know, and not chat back. Like if she is terrible and says something really horrible to you, then she's a terrible person and doesn't deserve any attention anyway. But exactly. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if anything, she would just kind of be like, oh yeah, okay, whatever, you know, but totally. And the best part about it being virtual is that you don't have to experience that kind of rejection face to face. You don't Silver have to go lining. to a classroom and like walk in yeah. and it's so awkward and <laughs> you have to look yeah. at each other. You could just, um, you know, put a piece of tape over her little square or something. So you don't right, have to see her. right, right. Uh, also, but I, I agree with you that whatever, if you get up the confidence, which I hope you do, because everyone is worth trying to reach out to someone that they find interesting. Um I would say make sure you have at least at least end whatever it is that you're going to message this person with a question just to keep it open my open ended that really kind of like prompts them continuing the conversation because if you if you were to go on Instagram and be like cute dog or something yeah. that's a very easily ignorable message that's, from a that woman. That is a very good point. <laughs> if anything you should be like cute dog, what kind of breed is that? Yeah, something yeah, to yeah. open the conversation so it's not just like hi, shut down. You know, totally. And I think if you do that also, um, because you seem like a very uh, person that like plans that wants to figure this kind of thing out, uh, have kind of a backup like response ready to go if this person reaches back out to you, because the last thing you want to do is shoot your shot and then they message (laughs) you back and then you're like, oh, shit, I have nothing else to say. Oh, no. What's going on? Uh, But also, yeah, like you said, keep it light. It doesn't have to be, here's all my feelings right now, but just something to start a conversation. Yeah. Do you have times when you feel less confident? Because to me, you seem like a very confident person, but have you gone through periods in your life when you are not confident or you're branching into something new and, and, you know, putting yourself out there and, and feeling like you're setting yourself up for rejection? Oh, totally. I'm I'm wildly insecure as a human being. And that's why I think (laughs) you don't seem that way at all. (laughs) And that's the beauty of the internet is that we can curate these personalities and we can curate these like uh, the the personas that we have and we can, uh, but that's also why I love the internet because me trying to meet someone face to face in person and like flirt with someone like 
gives my whole body a flush right now. <laughs> like that is so, so anxiety inducing to me. Good news, ability, you don't have to do that. <laughs> right, right. And so the ability to kind of hide behind this like Wi-Fi wall is uh, something I appreciate very much. And so I think that there is, even though everything sucks right now a bit, that it is kind of nice that you can like uh, communicate from a distance a little bit and protect your heart a little bit. Um, but it, like you said, it doesn't have to be all at once. I think just like a baby step to having a little bit of communication, keep your expectations really low and just find something like you said, talking about the actual class itself and going in with like, do you understand this? Or what did, what did he say there? Or something like that, I think keeps it very light. Exactly. I think, yeah, I think that's a good, good point. But also too, it's always important to remember everyone is so insecure. Everyone deals with self-esteem issues, like even the most charismatic A-list celebrity behind closed doors wonders if they're enough all the time. And everyone deals with imposter syndrome of thinking that they uh, shouldn't be or shouldn't get the things that they're going for in any capacity. So even if you feel like on an island of your own, you know, self-confidence issues, truly, truly know that everyone is dealing with that kind of stuff. Which I loved finding out about imposter syndrome because I feel like I've had that all my life. And, Same. And I, Same. I loved hearing that it was like a term and that other people felt that way. Mm-hmm. And I remember I can't, Someone was talking about it. Maybe it was Alison Brie or some actress. I feel like it was her, like talking about how they were, at any moment they were going to be found out, and then that was how they felt all the time. Like, oh, you don't belong here, or something. I'm like, wait, someone who's so successful, and you know, like, how yes. could you feel that way? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I get it for you know me, but how could you feel that way? So I think it is amazing to think about it that way too. That that people who and I, I work with a lot of people too who are very, very popular and beautiful. And you would think that they would never be insecure about anything. And then I see them before like a big moment, like, you know, a red mm-hmm. carpet or something like that. And they're nervous and they're panicking yeah. and they're, um, you know, oh, is this, is this enough? Is What are people going to say about it? And that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's across human. the board. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. In that same capacity of like, why do we ruin our own relationships? It's like, why don't we give ourselves a chance either? Why do we think we're the worst all the time? It, it's something, it is like a self-sabotage that we put it out there like, oh, this isn't going to go well. So then maybe when it does go well, but what about setting ourselves up the other way instead and being like, right? I don't know, the letdown of that, I guess, is being like, oh, I thought that was going to go great and it went terribly, but I don't know. Yeah. There's a bit of managing your own expectations and being a little bit realistic about it. And sometimes I try to give myself tough love in the sense that when I feel like my insecurities are unique and special and I'm way more anxious than anyone else, I have to like knock myself down a peg and be like, everyone has this shit. Okay. Everyone is trying to manage their own like life for themselves. I think I heard on Hank and John Green's podcast lately that John Green um, this incredibly successful author and YouTuber and all these things. He was talking to his wife and was saying that he remembers like a party that he had gone to years ago. And he like will sometimes wake up in the middle of the night, like thinking about how he didn't like say something in a certain moment and that he couldn't believe that everyone was probably just thinking about how stupid he looked. And his wife just laughed at him and was like, 
you really think that other people are thinking about you in that moment. The insecurity that you are feeling about yourself is what everyone's brains are having at the exact same time. Everyone is worried what everyone else is thinking about them. So you're not special in that regard. Which, yes, which is to me such a relief too, because I Mm -hmm. am constantly doing that where I'll be like, why did I say that? I should have been, you know, more quiet or I should have, you know, not said something like so stupid or maybe that joke was too far or maybe this Uh or that, you know, I'm constantly like that. And and it'll, it'll keep me up at night sometimes where I'll be like, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have said that, you know? Yeah. Oh, no one's thinking about it but you. (laughs) Yeah. My brain will pull up something from like ninth grade in the middle of the night and be like, it's time for us to revisit and feel terrible about this moment from 20 years ago. I'm like, why? Why? Exactly. So if it gives you any solace in whatever anxiety and self-confidence like uh, issues you're dealing with, everyone has their own levels of that that are flaring at all different times. I know. I don't think I've ever met anyone who hasn't had some sort of anxiety or... Uh-uh. And if they don't, they're a psychopath. Like They're psychopaths. <laughs> exactly. They are yeah. complete sociopaths. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And they're about to leave the White House and... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. They think, yeah, nothing is wrong with them. Then they have their own issues. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that mm-hmm. our our main advice, Jack, is that you should just, you know, go for it in a subtle way. Give it, like, Take it slow. Open the door. Open the door yeah. for her to, to walk through and, mm-hmm. um, you know, get to know her, see how it goes. Because if you guys are in a Zoom class, you probably don't know her very well. So, True. you know, I would say like just, you know. Maybe Insta stalk her a little and uh, yeah, figure out see it. who's she about. You know, what is she like? Who's she about? Like exactly, and her. go slow because if you are in a class, you will probably still be in the class with each other. So you don't want to shoot too much of a shot and then now have to see her in a Zoom class once a week. <laughs> moving oh my, forward, oh my god, that would be so awkward. Yeah. I'm so glad that I'm not dating in this. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I give you so much credit, Jack. Yeah. Uh, that this is a very difficult scenario, but you're not alone. It's a lot of people are going through it right now. So good luck. I actually think it would be better to meet someone via a class because at least, you know, you have that in common versus just like on totally. Tinder or something where it's just like, hey, you're cute or, you know, like, hey, you're in the vicinity of where I am right now. But at least they have something in common. They're both in the same class already. Yeah. So it gives you something else to talk about, something else to focus on. Yeah. It's built in. Yeah. So go for it, Jack. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, Grace. Always, of course. always full of such good advice. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Carrie. Oh this was lovely. Gosh. And also, I, I reminded myself everything I'm saying to them is reminding me of all the same issues, all the same confidence-boosting techniques and tricks. So thank you. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I hope I'll see you soon. Cool. Thank you, Grace, for being on our show. Episode two. I cannot believe it, Vic. This is very exciting. We're actually doing it. Very exciting. We've been talking about it for so long. I'm so happy that we've had such great talent so far. If you guys have a dilemma that you want our help with, please email us at incrediblypodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at completely underscore unqualified underscore podcast. We will follow you back. Leave us any messages. Yeah, tell us what you liked and didn't like, by the way. Yeah. We are open to talking with you guys and hearing what things you're liking and, yeah. yeah we want to hear what you have to say we're brand new we're baby podcasters so um <laughs> we're open to constructive criticism um so yeah check us back here next week with an all new dilemma and an all new guest thank you 
Thanks, guys. Bye.